This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So large cap stocks are still trading near their all-time highs. Yes, even with the recent stock weakness, it's still good times to be owning these large caps. So I thought I'd take a look at the cheap large caps. Now, I've done this show in the past, but uh, this... This episode, I'm going to take a little bit different angle on it because of what came up in the screen. So I wasn't sure how, you know, if we could find any, because like I said, we're near the all-time highs, both on the S&P 500 and on the NASDAQ. But I put into place a very basic screen for value, and I knew that it would give me at least some some stocks. So what I looked for is just a PE under 15. So I kept it nothing fancy on the valuation side of things, and I kept it at 15, not 10, because I thought that'd be too narrow. So PE under 15. And then I did look for the Zach's rank of one or two, because we do want the buy or strong buy stocks. That's a little over 800 stocks right now are in the ranks one or two. And those should have, I always say should, have the rising earnings estimates. So we want that. We want something good to be going on there and at least for one analyst to maybe be raising their earnings estimates on a company. And then I just simply looked for stocks over 10 billion market cap for my large cap valuation. That might be a little small for some people, but I knew again that it would give me a a few more stocks with this kind of screen. So I put put it all in and what I did get was 74 stocks. So that's not so bad. And then who was in this list? As you might imagine, there were a lot of financials because those are cheap right now. That's banks, insurance companies. Uh, I saw some trading associated type companies, saw a couple credit card issuers, that kind of thing, but not Visa, MasterCard. Sorry, those looking for Visa, MasterCard to be value. It's not happening, not yet. And then uh, there were some bigger retailers in there. And then there were several uh, foreign large cap stocks. And then as I was looking at the list, I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of foreign stocks on here. And I haven't really covered foreign cheap stocks in a while. We've covered the Chinese stocks, but not just the big cap foreign companies in general, what's going on there, especially with all these jitters going on about the global economy right now and some economies actually slowing down. So you can kind of see where investors have been fleeing some of these stocks too. (laughs) Um, And I'll go over that in a minute. But this podcast also brought up another thing as I was looking at some of these stocks that just the basic screen gave me, it's a warning that basic screens don't tell you the whole story. And I know I've warned about that in the past on the podcast, just screening for it. And even with the Zach's rank with possibly rising earnings estimates doesn't tell you what's going on behind the scenes with the actual business. You have to drill down and look to see um, what is happening, especially on the foreign stocks. Everybody likes to say, oh yeah, sure, I know what's going on in China or India, but you don't. (laughs) Like we have no clue and we certainly don't know what's going behind closed doors with many of these companies, um, some of which are also listed or filed or, you know, um, headquartered in interesting places as well, which I'll get into in a minute. So let's dive right in. I did bring five stocks. There were more than five on the list, actually. And some of these are interesting. And then some of them are the cautionary tales. So let's start off with the first one that's a cautionary state 
a tail. And its name is Braskem, B-A-K. And I know many of you who are familiar with it will be like, but Tracy, but, but, but. Yes, this is a Brazilian company. It's in petrochemicals. They have operations in Brazil, the U.S., Mexico, Germany. They're the largest petrochemical company in Latin America. They're partially owned by the big um, oil company that is down in Brazil as well. But it looks like they have some other issues. They're trying to sell themselves possibly to U.S. company. It's unclear if that's going to go through. They haven't filed their 2017 20F yet. And they're they're past the deadline with the SEC apparently for that. Again, 2017. It's now 2019. So you can see there's issues going on here. Um, so while they're cheap and the shares are down just 14% over the last year, but that's probably because there's a buyout price obviously out there. That's why you have to not just do the regular screen. Cause I'm like screening for this and I'm like looking at it. Oh, it has this and that. And then whoops, like other stuff is going on with them. So do the research to look beyond just what the screen is giving you and what the PE is basically, because other things are definitely going on with this one. And I want to say the same is true of a lot of the Brazilian companies, um, especially in the energy side. So be cautious when looking at some of those. So let's just switch to the second stock. Um, that one is basically, you know, ejected out of there as the cautionary tale. But the second stock is one of the big banks and haven't looked at the Canadian banks for a while, but this is the Bank of Montreal, ticker BMO. And um, they're pretty cheap right now. So the PE is 10.3. They have a price to book of 1.5. We didn't screen for that, but that's in my value range. And being a bank, they do pay a dividend yielding 4%. So not too bad right here. Over the last year, these shares are down 9.3%. That's not awful considering some of the financials. Um, you might want to wait around and see if you can get a little cheaper. We do have some decent coverage on the Canadian banks, actually. And we have four estimates for this one. So that's good to see. It's doing the kind of big bank growth thing. You're not going to get double digit growth with the big bank. But 2019 earnings expected to be at 4.5% and then fiscal 2020, 6%. That's not too bad. You are kind of buying these for the dividend and that kind of thing too. Market cap of 48 billion here. So it's not small. But Bank of Montreal, if you're thinking about some of the financials, you might want to look north of the border if you're in the U.S. because there's several up there that could be interesting plays right here, especially if the financials weaken some more here. So so that's our, our uh, bank that is on the list today. And then switching over to retail side, but obviously not a U.S. retailer, and this is in the supermarkets, Carrefour. Am I saying that right? I tried to listen in to see how they pronounced it. It's French, but they operate in 30 countries. So people know them all over the world. And the ticker there is C-R-R-F-Y. And this shit stock is down only 6.2% over the last year. Um, supermarkets, uh, interesting business. You may like it, you may not. PE is 14.4, so just under our 15 level, not as cheap as some of the other stocks. Price to book, though, is 1.1, and price to sales is 0.2. They have a market cap of 14 billion, so decent size, but not huge. Dividend yield, they do have one, 2.8%, so that's not too bad. Uh, but if you're looking for kind of the multinational on the food side of things, 
there's actually a couple videos on YouTube devoted to touring these stores. So they do kind of have a cult following. Um, so I find that interesting, but this is one you might want to keep on your short list. Then I'm going to switch over to Italy. Yes, I chose Italy for this podcast, even though I think they're already in a recession. The economy is not good there and you can kind of see it with the stock. It's a telecom, Telecom Italia, ticker is TI. Unfortunately, there's no dividend with this one because we would want one over the last year, these shares are down 35%. So you can see now why they're a value because who wants to own anything in Italy right now? We really don't. But that's why we're value investors, right? People are fleeing Italy and they're fleeing this one. PE is just 7.9. Price to book is 0.5. Price to sales is 0.3. Market cap, 12 billion. So again, um, not sure what else is going on with the telecom sector in Italy. But if they paid me a dividend, I'd feel a little bit better here on this one. But this is one you might want to drill down some more if you're kind of interested in the, um, you know, this is the anti-growth trade, basically, because Italy, again, is having more um, economic problems than some of the other countries. So that's one to go watch as well. And then switching over to China, I did want to find a Chinese stock on this list. There weren't many, actually. There was a solar company and then there's this automaker. And yeah, autos, a little bit dicey right here, I feel. But Geely, Geely Auto, most of you know them. G-E-L-Y-Y is the ticker. This is one I'm a little dubious because while they trade in Hong Kong, they're headquartered in China, they're incorporated in the Cayman Islands. And I really don't like to see like incorporated in the Cayman Islands, <laughs> the companies I'm investing in. Um, little dicey, but that's up to you to decide what level of risk you want to take. So market cap, 17 billion with this one. They do pay a dividend. I do like to see that, especially with these foreign stocks. Dividend is just 1.8% here though, but it's pretty cheap because the auto industry in China right now is is having a tough go of it. It's having a tough worldwide a little bit with worries about peak auto, but auto sales in China have been down dramatically the last two months, um, maybe almost three months now. And so the, some of the worst auto sales in like 20 years. So that's not good. One year return on these shares, the shares are down 37% over the last year. They have bounced off those lows though. But that's why we got the cheapness. Everybody's running away. So the PE is 8.4. The price to sales is 1.1. So a little over what I look for, which is the one. Price to book is just 2.7. And again, it's interesting that along with the PEs on many of these, we're getting the other value fundamentals we didn't even screen for. The price to book, the price to sales, um, both looking pretty good with a lot of these. And then earnings, I did go to look. 2019 expected to be up 14% and 2020 up 10%. So we only have one estimate though, one analyst on this one. So not sure um, why that analyst is, is so bullish when the sales have been down in the data. But uh, this is one, um, again, if you're kind of the contrarian on some of these where there's economic slowing going on in, the, in those countries, then you might want to at least 
keep these on your watch list and kind of um, see what goes on. So let's recap those tickers again. So we did have um, Brascom, but they're about to be bought out and have SEC problems. So you probably don't want to go into that one, obviously, but BAK, if you want to go check out the story on that one. Then we had the Bank of Montreal, BMO. We had Carrefour, CRRFY, Telecom Italia, TI, and the Geely Auto, I'm probably mispronouncing all of these, um, except maybe Telecom Italia, G-E-L-Y-Y is the ticker there. But I, I like this episode because it, it does show the limits of the basic screen. Like the screen, even with the Saks rank in there, which should give us some rising earnings estimates, and that's a good thing, but it doesn't tell you the behind the scenes stories. And with foreign stocks, especially, like the world is smaller now than it was 10, um, 20, 30 years ago when you wanted to buy foreign stocks. There's a lot more information out there and even just social media and things like that. And the internet obviously is a, has enabled a lot of information for foreign investors in, you know, these countries, but doesn't mean that you have the full story. So you're really going to have to dig deep. I do recommend listening to the conference calls for every company that you buy or you're interested in buying because it is a treasure trove of information on there. Um, Some of these might be a little bit hard even to listen in on the conference calls. So you're, you may be flying a little more blindly than you otherwise would, and that's a little bit more risky. So we do like to get the foreign stocks with a little more risk cheaper if we can. So that's just like my word of advice for you on this week's Value Investor. But I thought this was kind of a good one to show kind of what's going on out there with some of these big cap foreign stocks. Um, A lot of them are cheap because of the concerns about the global growth. So we'll keep some of these on our radar for future episodes. And maybe I'll bring a couple more that, you know, aren't having some issues, but it's always good to kind of see that when you're exploring the stocks so that you don't get caught. Um, Okay. So again, you want to subscribe so that you can get every episode that we do and you don't miss a single one. So you can get us on Spotify. We're on Spotify and Spotify is in India now. So if you're in India, I didn't have an Indian company on this one this time. I didn't see any on there. So if you're in India, be sure to get us. So, and you can also get us on the SoundCloud, but we're under the market edge over there under Zach's market edge, but you can get two shows for one, um, two shows every week on the Zach's uh, Market Edge logo. And you can also get us on Apple Podcasts as a standalone show, Value Investor Podcast on iTunes. So that's it for me for this week. And I'll be back again, as always, with some more value stocks next week. And I'll see you then. <laughs>